Welcome to Real Estate Mortgage Shop, where we offer solutions to your real estate and financing scenarios. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage professional. Catch this podcast and more at jogarner.com. Good morning, Memphis, and welcome to our internet listeners and podcast listeners across the 50 states. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. Our general topic is what to do when your real estate transaction depends on that appraisal. Subscribe to get our weekly blog post and podcast at jogarner.com. Call us while we're live today at 901-535-9732. And today is May 18th, 2019. Your real estate appraisal is a foundational factor in your real estate transaction, especially if there is a mortgage involved. Many times uh, you can... um, I mean, that, that you can cause your transaction to go wrong, you know, if your value comes in very low or if the appraiser notes some things like repairs or other mortgage regulation infractions on your appraisal. Today, we're going to be sharing some information and ideas that can help you prevent those problems before they happen or mitigate them after they happen. Sitting in the co-host chair today, we have our expert real estate appraiser, Tom King of Bill King Appraisal Company. Tom has been appraising homes in Shelby County, Tipton, and Fayette County in Tennessee for over 40 years. I believe, Tom, you are the perfect person to inform our listeners some things that they can do before the appraisal is performed on their home to prevent those problems and some ideas that you can give them to consider on how to mitigate those problems encountered on appraisals after they're done. Yes, Joe, uh, thank you for that invitation, and uh, I am an appraiser. I do uh, appraisals in Shelby, Tipton, and Fayette County, and uh, uh, I do appraisals for individuals. Uh, That's what I really love doing, and I did one the other day for a a person who's living at the house that his parents just passed away and had a sister and wanted to get an equity— uh, get a good value on their house so they could uh, split the property and things like that. So uh, mortgage loan, relocation, anything has having to do with a house, I, I can pretty much do it. So, uh, But we're getting, getting into the appraisal process by itself, and uh, we're going to talk about low appraisals this week, this today, and uh, what to do when that appraisal comes in low. And so uh, we'll get into that a little bit more, but uh, one of the one of the things to help with that appraisal is maybe get a home inspection. There's mm-hmm. a big difference between a home inspection and an appraisal. The appraiser looks at value, and we I know generally if I see things that don't work, uh, but the home inspector does a much thorough job, turns on appliances, heat, air, dishwashers, and things like that that we normally don't do and and maybe look at it a little with a microscope rather than you know just looking at it from a distance so uh, those are the kind of things we're going to get into today all right well and the home inspections not uh, required by the lenders but we certainly do uh, advise people get one because like you said the inspector is going to do re- very detailed inspections of appliances and systems and structure where the appraiser's there to mainly get the uh, measurements, just a head and shoulders look at the property and get the value. 
But, you know, buying a home, Tom, is one of the biggest purchases most people make in a lifetime. The mortgage on that home is usually one of the largest payments in the budget, too. You need to put a reputable realtor on your team, a good lender. I'd like to sign up for the job as a lender. A good title company, a home inspector, insurance agent. They can help you prepare for unexpected problems that could pop up, like an issue on the title for the home or a repair issue on the house or a challenge to overcome when you're getting your mortgage approved. But I want to share a story with you. Uh, Harvey McKay, he wrote the book Prepare to Win and Swim with the Sharks. He tells a story about this desperate farmer on the Atlantic seacoast that had been trying and trying to hire a good farmhand, but no one wanted to apply because they knew what fierce storms would come barreling in from the sea, causing all kinds of destruction of buildings and crops in that area. But one day, a thin little man applied for the job. The farmer looked at him and shook his head. He said, are you sure you can handle this farm? The little man said confidently, yes, and I can sleep well through storms too. Well, one night, a fierce storm just came blustering in and and it woke up the farmer. The farmer kind of went into a panic. He threw in, threw on some of his, his threw on some boots and his raincoat, and he fought his way out into the storm, all the way out to the little house where the little man was sleeping. Wake up! We have to protect the hay and the animals. The farmer was yelling, but the little man just he just continued to go. He just continued to sleep. The farmer stumbled back out into the storm, and um, only at that moment did he notice that the hay had already been covered and tied down. The cows and the horses had already been put safely in the barn. And then the farmer understood what the little man meant when he said, I sleep well through storms. As a mortgage loan officer, it's my job to inform and help my clients be prepared so they can get quickly and safely through the mortgage process. It's easier for them to avoid mistakes and seize some opportunities along the path when they know what steps are going to have to take next in the loan process. And for the benefit of my mortgage clients, I give them a link, Tom, to a 12-minute greeting. It's a video on YouTube, a greeting from me. And I go through a dozen or so what I call do's and don'ts for a smooth mortgage and process. we've been through some of those, I think, <laughs> Yes, we, we have. <laughs> yes, we have. And, you know, we do this um, in person. We do it over the phone with the client. Uh, we go through. I go through uh, what I have put together called a get it right the first time mortgage checklist so you can make sure that and know confidently that you have that perfect loan program for what you want to do on your transaction. But uh, are you planning to purchase a home or refinance a home? Make your plan. Let's work your plan. If the deal works for you today, let's do Do it it today. today. Uh, Connect with me at jogarner.com. You can email me jo at jogarner.com or just call me. I'd love to hear your story and what you want to accomplish with your mortgage. 901-482-0354. But Tom, since we're talking about what to do when our real estate transaction depends on the appraisal, why don't you take a moment and share some of your advice for sellers so that they are best prepared to win on that appraisal? That's right, Joe, and thank you very much. Um, one of the some of the things that I've seen lately are um, just I'm, I'm going to call it almost stupid mistakes. Mm-hmm. That if you just looked at the house, you'd be able to find it. And let me give you an example. I was in a, a vacant house the other day, and uh, it had a gas hot water heater. It was inside the living area of the house, 
and uh, the water heater wasn't vented outside. So that means all the gas uh, from that water heater was going inside the house. And uh, it was a, you know, it, it should have been an easy fix. Also, the hot water wasn't on. So now I got to come back out there. You got to pay me again to look at it. It's a condition of the appraisal, and it it uh, it delays the appraisal pro. It delays yes, it the does. closing process. Mm-hmm. So uh, little things like that you can look at. The other thing that we talked about just a minute ago was you know get that home inspection and see if there might be uh, uh, a damaged he- uh, cracked heat exchanger in that uh, heater or. Uh, the air conditioner may have a leak in it, that a slow leak that the home inspector might be able to uh, track down or, or, or show uh, little things like that, uh, that that can help. So that's what you do before, and uh, we'll get into what we do after, maybe on a low appraisal or things like that a little bit mm-hmm. later in the show. Mm-hmm. Well, you're right, Tom, and if you can be prepared, just like the story of this little man taking over that guy's farm, be prepared, know what's coming. And if you know the appraiser's coming out there, it's usually a good idea to have the utilities on uh, so that the appraiser can check, you know, basic functions and everything. And that way, you're going to save yourself. If there are no repairs that have to be done after closing, you're going to save yourself a lot of money on having a reinspection done to show that those repairs have been done. So have those done. And a realtor told me the other day that she advises some of her clients to go ahead and have a, that, like you said, Tom, a pre-listing inspection by a home, certified home inspector so that everybody knows up front what repairs are out there. And you can negotiate one time on that contract to make sure that everybody knows who's paying for what and when instead of negotiating a price and all the terms on a contract and then, you know, Eight, five, ten days later, you're still now renegotiating on who's going to pay these appra- these repairs that have come that's, up. That's on right. A, an sometimes, inspection. sometimes it may be a five, ten, fifteen thousand dollar repair item if it could be air conditioner or roof or anything like that. Well, you're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. Subscribe at jogarner.com to get your weekly Real Estate Mortgage Shop podcast. We'll throw the show notes in there for you. And when we come back, Tom King will be sharing some tips to buyers on how to prevent problems and mitigate losses on their real estate appraisals. We'll see you guys back in just a moment. 600 WREC and 92.1 FM. Hi, I'm Pat Goldstein. I listen to the Real Estate Mortgage Shop in Memphis and North Mississippi. You got no Okay, the gambler. Well, we don't want to be gambling too much on our appraisal, do we, Tom? No, not at all. <laughs> You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. You can also call me at 901-482-0354. I would love to talk to you. What do you want to accomplish with your mortgage Today on Real Estate Mortgage Shop, we're talking about what to do when your real estate transaction depends on the appraisal. We're going to take a moment, though, and we're going to play a little game before we get into Tom's section. 
It's called the Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest, and the Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest is brought to you by notable Memphis historian Jimmy Ogle. Jimmy Ogle offers free historic walking tours downtown in the spring and in the fall. For more information about Jimmy, go to jimmyogle.com. The Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest is sponsored by John and Jennifer Lawhon of Lawhon Landscape, 901-754-7474. The Lawhons can help you plan your landscaping if you have a big, big project, a small project, or maybe you want to do the big one in phases. The Lawhons are giving away a $25 gift card to the first person with the correct trivia answer. And if you know the answer to our trivia question, call us at 901-535-9732. And here's our question. Memphis, just after World War II began, began to sprawl eastward past Overton Park. And I became one of the most popular residential areas to live in, still is, just past Highland Street. What is my name? Should we give a hint? I or? think so. I think that's All right. Uh, I was considered the highest ground elevation in Memphis at the time. And many of my streets are named after children like Charleswood, John Wood, Kenwood, Philwood. Oh, that's a good hint. All those other ones in there. So if I think that's a slam dunk for most people. Uh, Give us a call at 901-535-9732. Well, just in case that's not enough. Here's another hint. Poplar Plaza Shopping Center and Galloway Golf Course are two of my neighbors. Okay. Who am I? I mean, guys, uh, guys and if, if y'all don't guess, you can always find out the answer on our Real Estate Mortgage Shop blog Monday nights or Monday on jogarner.com. Just click and, and see the show notes from this show, and you can find out this the answer to the trivia and a whole lot more. But while we're waiting on our trivia winner, Tom, let's talk briefly about what can a home buyer do to prevent problems or mitigate uh, problems on appraisals when it comes to their real estate transaction? Well, the buyer can uh, basically, what I suggest is uh, uh, do their homework, Mm -hmm. uh, get an experienced realtor Realtor, to uh, uh, help them with the transaction. They do a whole lot more than just find a house. They they walk you through the whole buying process. And uh, be ready to buy. Mm-hmm. That's the the best the best advice. It doesn't have much to do with the appraisal, but be pre qualified. So in a multiple offer situation, uh, somebody you can present your offer. Say, hey, I'm ready to buy this house, and here's how much I qualify for, mm-hmm. and you know, I I can do it. I can okay. do this. Well, you know, another thing that I see a lot when it comes to appraisals with home buyers is. It really helps if they can go through the house when they go through it with their realtor, especially, and this falls on the realtor, and this is where the realtors really earn their money too, is look for things that would show up as a repair item. Rotted wood, peeling paint, uh, uh, heating and air systems, electrical plumbing that do not work, broken tile, torn carpet, um, a leaky roof or a roof that looks like it's not going to last through the season. (laughs) These are things that... Uh, that an appraiser more than likely is going to, they're going to notate these items on the appraisal. And when, if you're getting a mortgage as a home buyer, these loan guidelines require these underwriters to have anything that affects the habitability of the home and structural part of the home. They, they're required to have those corrected before you close. 
So, Tom, you know, you and I see this all the time. When, when you know those problems are there, you need to go ahead and negotiate on the front end of your contract who's going to take care of them, who's going to pay for them, and when. Um, sometimes a realtor knows that there may be some room that that house may appraise for, you know, two or $3,000 more than what the actual sales price was. So there may be a, uh, an, an agreement that if the repairs come back at, you know, costing two to $5,000, uh, maybe the sellers would pay for that if the price was a little higher or something like that. That's right, Joe. And, you know, one thing, this is talking locally, but we, we just had a pretty bad storm come through here. And uh, we had uh, almost golf ball size hail in some of these yes. areas. Yes. And uh, that could do some, some serious roof damage. So if you looked at your house even a week ago, it may, your roof may not be the same now as it was before. It could, uh, some shingles may have been uh-huh. blown off. Uh, there, there could be some hail damage. And uh, in that case, you probably want to get in touch with your insurance company. Yeah, and, a good insurance and, agent. <laughs> and, yeah, see what you can do on that. So there's a lot that's happened, you know, even even in the past few days. Mm-hmm. Before and I want to, we've got a trivia winner, so we're gonna we're gonna come back and talk about what to do in case of a low appraisal. But right now, I want to talk to Charlie. Charlie, I understand that you know the answer to our look back Memphis trivia contest. I do, and it's High Point Terrace. Oh, that's right, Charlie. What was your first clue? <laughs> we uh, pretty much gave you all of them, didn't we? Do you live out there? I do. I do. I've been there for 25 years. Um, your first clue uh, uh, was the after the war. Yes. And what what made me think of that is my father-in-law loves to tell the story of after the war. He had taken a young girl out on a date, and they had come to that neighborhood to see homes being built, and she was talking about wanting to live in that neighborhood. Oh, that's cool. You know, Charlie, I've got a quick story to tell you that, uh, you know, I learned this business from my father, and, uh, uh, you know, we were driving through High Point Terrace one time, and he he looked at me, you know, he passed away in 1995, but he looked at me one time, and he says, you know, said, I had a house in High Point Terrace. But I sold it for $24,500 because I thought the market had peaked. <laughs> so, Oops. Yeah. So uh, now, now uh, the, the values out there are skyrocketed, and uh, those older homes that are in not so good a shape are being torn down to build uh, uh, new homes in the anywhere from what five to seven hundred thousand dollar range it's 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 just off the chart just about so uh i always tell people that story when i when i do a house at high point they always get a kick out of it yes (laughs) well charlie thank you so much for calling charlie thank you so much all right thank you all right it's good to talk to charlie glad to have people like charlie on there um but he, I'm sure he had another story about, I like that romantic story. Yeah, about that's right. <laughs> going out there with a, anyway, I love romance. But anyway, we're talking about real estate today. So I want to quickly go back and cover with you, Tom, what do we do when our appraisal comes in low? And before you answer, let me just say this, because I still get a lot of calls on this. Um the when you're getting a mortgage because of government guidelines very strict government guidelines mortgage companies are required to order your appraisal through a third party <clears throat> appraisal ordering company 
So they basically spin the dial and they choose the appraiser. So the mortgage company can't choose who your appraiser is and neither can you. And if you do an appraisal prior to getting your mortgage, mortgage company can't 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 Good use point, it if Jeff. you ordered it on your own. So we're we're talking about there's we can't control who our appraiser is. But what happens, Tom? If the appraiser assigned to our transaction comes back and the value is lower than what we need it to be, what can we do? Well, Joe, there's a lot. You have the right to appeal that appraisal. And for probably 95% of all my clients, uh, you want verified sales. And verified means that you want a home with a, that has sold through MLS so we can put an MLS listing number on it. That's kind of technical stuff. And number of days on market. Multiple listing service. Yes, yeah. multiple listing service. And um, uh, it has to be there. Uh, and, and that gets tough in some of these pro- areas where homes sell by word of mouth. But uh, I encourage the selling agent to put the property in MLS so that can be that can be done and once i explained to them they said oh wow you mean i can't use this as a sale i said no uh-uh, not unless you do that and so that helps a lot um we talked about this a little bit but you may want to expand your area that you're looking for homes uh sales uh in the same market area but Stay, you know, you don't have to stay in one particular subdivision. It's Let me break in on you real quick because yeah. we're going to go to break. But one thing that we have done successfully with appraisals is, and you showed me how to do this, Tom, you can look on that page that shows market trends. And if the market trends are increasing in value over the last, say, six months, and your comp, your comparable sale that that appraiser used is a low value you were saying that we can we can apply, can apply a, the a, a percentage of in, of increase in value for a time adjustment to sort of raise the value, if you will, on the comp to help your your value on your subject property. That's right. What you're doing, really, you're not really raising the value. You're you're making it equal to today's market as right. opposed to the market four or five months ago. And a lot of people don't know that you can do that, but you can, and you have to. You can't talk directly to the appraiser, but you can form your letter and your, your, your stats and send it to the mortgage company, which they send to the third-party agency, which then goes to the appraiser. Sometimes this works, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, the other thing, real quick before we go to break, is if having a good realtor who knows the condition of these other properties. Say, for instance, your property is upgraded with granite countertops and all the newest stuff, but the comparables that were used to uh, come up with your value have not been upgraded. That could be an item to argue as well to get your value higher, hopefully. But uh, you're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. You can also find me at um, 901-482-0354. We have Tom King of Bill King Appraisal Company in the house. Give us a call and let's talk. 901-535-9732. We'll see you guys back in just a moment. Hi, I'm Jerry Jeffries of Tiger Paws Carpet Upholstery Cleaning in Bartlett, Tennessee. And you're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. And now back to your host, Joe Garner. How much is that doggy in the window? <laughs> the one with the waggly tail. How much is that doggy in the window? 
I do hope that dog is for sale. Well, now that's pulling a song out of the archives. That is. Patty Page. That's a long time ago, but a good classic song about value. And we're talking today on Real Estate Mortgage Shop about what to do when your real estate transaction depends on the appraisal. And uh, so we've got Tom King in the house. He is our expert appraisal uh, appraiser. And I am Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. Tom, how do we connect with you? Give me a call at 901-487-6989. And Joe, I have a question for you. We've covered some of this stuff, but uh, uh, what are some repair items and that appraisers mention and appraisals that can uh, you could be completed before closing? Tell yeah, us. Yeah. Let's get more into those repair things. Yeah. yeah, and you are the expert on this. But what I see come across the mortgage desk, Tom, that would be very wise for uh, realtors and buyers and sellers to pay attention to when you're first going through that property is look for common required repairs that underwriters are going to ask for. A leaky roof. Like you mentioned earlier, that storm that came through Arlington, Tennessee, uh, just a few couple days ago, there may be some damaged shingles, those kinds of things. Rotted wood, peeling paint, torn flooring, broken tile, non-functioning plumbing, electrical or heating and air systems, drainage problems. Boy, have we seen the rain in the That's Mid-South right. you, this you year. You know, Joe, I was in a house last week, and, <laughs> and there was a bucket on <laughs> on the floor with a little bit of water, and I asked the the tenant. I said, "What's going on here?" So, well, that last storm we had last night was a little bit bad, and it it you know I had to put a bucket under it to keep you know where the roof was leaking. I said, "Okay, here we yeah. go." <laughs> Got to know. notate that. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, little things like just dingy paint or maybe a carpet that needs a little cleaning. Those aren't really big items those are called cosmetic yes but anytime but a big big factor is you know those stained ceilings where Mm -hmm. water has gotten in sometimes it may be right over a hot water heater and that way you know but sometimes it might be that leaky roof good good observation tom but these are the kind of things that underwriters for mortgages consider uh, structural that affect the habitability of the home and typically they want those repairs done before closing now there are some exceptions which we can talk about but here's some other factors to consider on the appraisal we're trying to prevent problems with your appraisal on the front end and we're you know these are ways that we have to deal with to mitigate problems after the appraisal so that your loan closes on time but here's another factor if the property's in a flood zone which Tom, you guys, and we do a flood certification too, but you guys also notate on the appraisal whether that house is in a flood zone or not. That's right. If it is, you're going to have to factor in the cost of flood insurance. For most traditional mortgages, like your 30-year fixed rate, government-type loans, FHA, VA, USDA, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, um, sometimes I'll have, like I've had this happen multiple times this year where somebody calls and says, I want to buy a house. Now, there are two houses on this one lot, two separate houses where somebody built a separate house. I'm like, well, that's fine as long as we can show that there are other properties in the area in the last six months to a year that have sold that have two separate properties on the same parcel number. Rarely have I ever seen that. So <laughs> You're right. That's a tough one for appraisers. And it's uh, one of those things that can, can be a... a you know, 
it could kill it. Yeah, it could. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to find a, a, a nice word for it, but but that can kill it pretty much. I had one one time where they didn't have everything completed out in that other house. So they showed it as a as like a, a storage or a workshop or something, and that was we were able to make that one work. But be careful when you're trying to make a deal on a house like that. Uh, other examples of property that does not conform to the sales in the area are when there's a lot of acreage sold with a home. For instance, FHA, your government loan, if you're, if you're qualified for an FHA, you want to get an FHA loan, for instance, their maximum acreage is 10 acres with the house. And again, they like to see some conformity, like where there are other sales where lots of land have sold with the home. Uh, another thing too, Tom, and you you're I'm always learning something from you, but in our mortgage guidelines it says that we need to be careful. We we want to try to keep the land value under thirty percent of the total value of the home. In other words, if you had a hundred thousand dollar total appraisal, we don't want the land itself to appraise for more than Thirty thousand, thirty percent. But you have some exceptions to that. Well, that's right, Joe. And I could go back to the the one I remember most is going back to the High Point Terrace area. Um, since we had a trivia question on that, uh, say you've got a, a four hundred thousand dollar house there, which is not unusual for that area. And the house in in the case I was working on, the house right next door was a vacant lot. And they had paid one hundred and thirty-five thousand for the house and torn the house down. So there's your land value right there, <laughs> and that's a whole lot more than thirty percent. And appraisers have to note that and state that the typical buyer that wants to buy in that uh, uh, or build a house in that area, and you know tear down the old house and build another one, would put up a much higher house. Uh, value house right. in there it'd be in the five to six hundred thousand dollar range and so that would that would uh satisfy that requirement but mm-hmm. yes we can we can go higher and here's another one too i'm just full of all these little examples <laughs> uh people who are buying downtown especially but not just downtown memphis i mean just in the commercial areas there may be a business being operated <clears throat> in that property that's fine if that's normal for the area as long as the business portion of that property does not exceed 25% of the total square footage <clears throat> of that property is that that's right pretty much right yeah so another one is condominiums condominiums have really taken off and you know surprisingly the logistics show that the default rate on condos and this is surprising cuz i i didn't know this was true but it, in the last 12 months to 24 months it shows that uh, condos actually those loans perform very well so there is um some talk going on up in washington about um making the the guidelines for loans for condos less stringent but right now Mortgage companies, not only if you're buying a condo, not only do you have to qualify yourself for the loan, but the condo itself has to qualify. There has to be certain criteria met in order to spot approve those condo properties. Yeah, Joe, and this is a funny one I did. It was two weeks ago, actually, and uh, I was told to go out and do an appraisal for a single-family house, and I met the owner there, and she said, well, I've got to open up all the doors. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, this was about a 2,800-square-foot house, and it was every room was a locked door, and they were renting the rooms out by the month. 
And so it was a 10-room house with nine bedrooms that each person rented separately (laughs) with a common kitchen, a bath down the hall. And I said, I'm going to have to call the underwriter on this. So what's the problem? It's a single-family house. And I said, "Uh, you've got nine different people renting this. It's a boarding house. It's a boarding house. And needless to say, that loan did not work out. (laughs) But, you know, there are loans. And if you have that situation, give me a call. I do have other places that you can get, like portfolio loans and business loans for things like that. But I want to share a quick story, Tom. It's uh, Gary and Gwen Garrison. That's not their real name. But they were, they were living out in the country in a house that was originally owned by Gary's parents. But Gary and Gwen had fixed up the property over the, over the years that they had lived there. Now Gary owned it free and clear, no mortgage. It was nice not having a house payment. But with his promotion at work and Gwen's job change, they both really needed to live nearer to downtown. There's an old saying that you will never make a big life change until you are so miserable where you are that it feels better to forge into the unknown, even though you're afraid, than to continue to eke out an existence in your current situation. Well, Gary and Gwen were both making the long commute every single day, evening, day, mornings and evenings, back and forth from home to work. It was time-consuming. It was expensive to constantly be driving that far every day from work to home. After a while, the thoughts of living in town, close to friends and family, and close to their work became a burning desire that overcame their fear of selling their home and moving. Well, Gary and Gwen had been shopping with their realtor downtown, and they found a couple of homes that they felt would be comfortable and affordable. One of the homes their realtor informed them had been sold the night they said they would go home and think about it. So if you're going to go home and think about it, you may not be buying that house. Somebody else will. The seller's realtor on the other house was encouraging the garrisons. Um, th- uh, they were encouraging, and, and they were encouraging. They were talking about, well, yeah, we'll really sell this house to you. But, um, you know, they lost it because they didn't move fast enough. Right after the garrisons accepted the offer from um, a buyer to sell their own home, they got word that the sellers on the house that they thought they were going to be able to buy uh, just wasn't going to accept it. So they were going to be homeless. But anyway... They were motivated, and what they ended up doing was they bought a house that needed repairs, and it was going to be a catch-22 at first because they could they didn't have the money yet to do the repairs. They didn't want to do repairs on a house they didn't own. The sellers didn't have the money to repair it until after they closed. So here's what they did. They went ahead and negotiated in that contract to have the garrisons buy the home the sellers agreed to, in the contract, to pay a vendor. They can't pay the garrisons because that, that's illegal on the mortgage side. But the sellers agreed to pay into an escrow account at the title company uh, the amount of money it was going to cost to do some of the cosmetic. These repairs didn't have to be done before closing, but do some of the cosmetic repairs after closing and have the title company pay the vendors. That's how they did it. Now, sometimes you can have all that happen before closing, but for in this case, the sellers needed the money before the, from the sale before they could pay the vendor, and the garrisons wanted to use their own contractors. So that's how they were able to work that out. But you're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. Subscribe. You can get our weekly Real Estate Mortgage Shop podcast with show notes we got tom king in the house bill king appraisal company how do we contact you tom give me a call at 901-487-6989 we'll see you guys back in just a moment
600 WREC and 92.1 FM. I'm Troy McDonald. And I'm Lynn McDonald. With the the Aaron McDonald Insurance Insurance Agency. From Memphis, Tennessee. And you're listening to the Real Estate Mortgage Shop. And now back to your host, Joe Garner. All right, the castle on the hill. You know, everybody sees their house like a castle, don't they, Tom? That's right. That's right. <laughs> you're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop, and today we are talking about uh, what to do when your real estate transaction depends on that appraisal. I am Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. I hope you do want to hear your story and what you want to accomplish with your mortgage. You can also call me 901-482-0354. We've got Tom King in the house. He's an expert appraiser. And Tom, how do we contact you? Give me a call at 901-487-6989. All right. Every week we do this. The Real Estate Tip of the Week. And Tom, I believe you have our Real Estate Tip of the Week. Yeah, this is for my friends in in the rural areas, maybe Fayette County, Tipton County, places like that. If you've got a house on like 15 acres or something like that, uh, that is not typical of the area. I did one the other day on 20 acres and, and there was nothing like that. Uh, you may want to consider uh, getting a, a surveyor and survey some of that land out and make it a smaller, more compatible lot size, say two to five acres, something like that, that's more in line with what the market might do before you put that house on the market. And then, you know, if you want to, you can make a, another, uh, provide another contract if you're selling the house to sell that additional acreage on, yeah. on a separate uh, uh, line item or a separate deal. You know, that's a good point, Tom, because there's always a solution to just about anything. And even though there are challenges that come up, there's always a way around them. That's right. And, Joe, one of the things we talked about, uh, the garrisons, just a minute ago, uh, the worst thing you could put in a contract, and this is for my real estate agent friends out there, is seller to pay buyer a $5,000 carpet allowance. Oh, I know. They're just not allowed. They're not allowed on these mortgages. Yeah, it cannot be done. Right. So don't. Do it. Just don't do, do it, it the way she said. You know, uh, put it in es- money in escrow or all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, just but call me. Yeah, we can work but, it out. We'll but make the it bank work. considers that uh, underwriter considers that a kickback. Yes, or a concession. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Glad you mentioned that, Tom. Got some quick talk shop announcements. Talk shop offers free networking and education to anyone interested in real estate or in business. Talk Shop meets every Wednesday, 9 to 10 a.m. over at Pino's Palette, 8225 Dexter Road in Cordova, Tennessee. This Wednesday, May the 22nd, 2019, Talk Shop presents Making a Profit Buying and Selling Real Estate by Wholesaling 101 by Jason Arms. He's a real estate investor here in the Memphis area. So don't miss that. Talk shop events are free thanks to supporters like Nita Black of 901elearn.com. 
where you can share your knowledge online and get paid for it. Contact Nita Black. Please accept my invitation to come out to our office at Mortgage Lending Partners, powered by HomeVantage, at 46 Timber Creek in Cordova, Tennessee, this coming Thursday, May the 23rd, 2019. It's going to be from noon to 1.30. We're going to have uh, a power lunch and learn on follow-up strategies to win you more clients and more sales, presented by Wanda Allen of... um, followupsalesstrategies.com. She is awesome. She's from out in San Diego. She's got some great ideas, and she's going to be at our office Thursday. So come. It's free, and uh, you're going to be able to taste some great food from Lisa, from Lisa's Lunchbox. She's going to be serving up some sandwiches and beverages. The event is free thanks to sponsors like uh, Lisa Getsky from Lisa's Lunchbox and Troy and Lynn McDonald of Aaron McDonald Insurance Agency. They're going to be covering the cost. So you can come out, build your business, meet some great people, make some great relationships, and I want to meet you personally. For more information, check out my Facebook page. at uh, The Facebook page, my business page, is Joe Garner, Mortgage Consultant. Subscribe to get a Real Estate Mortgage Shop weekly uh, podcast with the show notes at jogarner.com. And Real Estate Mortgage Shop reminds you to make your plan. Let's work your plan. If the deal works for you today, let's do, do it today. today. Got some quotes real quick. couple quotes, Tom. This one's from Maxine, you know, the lady on the cartoon with the sunglasses and the little Mm -hmm. dog. (laughs) Love her. She says, I'd do some spring cleaning, but then I'd just have to turn around and do it again next spring. (laughs) (laughs) And the other one is from Paul Bear Bryant. It kind of goes along with our topic today about being prepared to prevent problems and mitigate. And Paul Bear Bryant says, it's not the will to win that matters. Everyone does that. It's the will to prepare to win that matters. That's right. So true. That's great. From uh, the Bear Bryant, you know, I was in a house the other uh, many years ago, and this guy had a whole bunch of uh, Alabama stuff on it, and he he showed the game uh, at the Liberty Bowl uh-huh. that Bear Bryant, his last game he ever coached, and on the corner of the uh, picture was a hat, and it was the actual hat that Bear Bryant wore at the last game he ever coached. <laughs> and I said, is that the hat? And it wasn't the black and white. Uh, uh-huh. uh, herringbone. One. Herringbone. It was herringbone, but it wasn't black and white. So uh, he wore a lot of different kinds, but he's famous for that black and white herringbone hat. But I actually saw the the, the same hat, the, the actual hat that he wore. I said, how did you get that? And that story's too long to tell right now. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many good stories from sports. You know, we can learn and, and apply to our real estate businesses and our any other businesses that we're in. There's so many principles there. That's right. That's right, Joe. And uh, it's been a wonderful time. I hope everybody's enjoyed it. And uh, if you need us, if we, how do we get in touch with you one more time? 482-0354, area code 901. You can also email me, jo at jogarner.com. I uh, would love to hear your story. I always want to know, what do you want to accomplish with your mortgage? Make your plan. Let's work your plan. If the deal works for you today, we want to do it today. That's right. That's right. How do we contact you? Give me a uh, call at 901-487-6989. We'll be happy to talk to you. You're great when it comes to, like a lot of investors I talk to, they want to pay cash for stuff, especially wholesaling. Like Jason Arms is going to be talking at Talk Shop this Wednesday about how to wholesale real estate. 
uh, make a deal, make a make a profit doing it. A lot of those guys, some of them will pay cash, and you're great at doing appraisals for them. So. Yes, hey, we've loved hanging out with you on Real Estate Mortgage Shop today. I'm Joe Garner, your host, and uh, Tom King, our expert appraiser. Uh, we're going to be uh, meeting back with you guys again next Saturday. In the meantime, go to jogarner.com, check out our blog post and our podcast, and we'll see you guys back next Saturday. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop, where we offer you solutions to your real estate and financing scenarios. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage professional. Catch this podcast and more at jogarner.com. 